Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council.
Phenomenal. See, this difference between Black Star Network and Black-owned media and something like CNN. You can't be Black-owned media and be scared. It's time to be smart. Bring your eyeballs home. You dig? September 29, 2023, coming up on Roland Martin Unfiltered, streaming live on the Black Star Network. Federal judges in Louisiana are giving the state more time to redraw new congressional maps, adding a second majority black district. The hearing set for next week to draw up congressional boundary lines has been blocked. We'll talk with the state organizing manager for Black Voters Matter Fund to find out what all of this means. We are hours away from possibly the largest government shutdown in American history. Those who hold the livelihoods of millions will still get a paycheck if Congress not get their act together, but the federal workers will not. The oldest current United States senator has passed away. We'll look at uh, California, look at who California Governor Gavin Newsom uh, is considering to fulfill uh, the unexpired term of uh, Dianne Feinstein, who passed away today at the age of 90. The first of Georgia's night, the first of the Georgia 19 has fallen to find out who was the first to come a plea in Fannie Willis's uh, case against Donald Trump and his cohorts. Las Vegas police arrested a man for the 1996 murder of Tupac Shakur. We'll give you those details. Plus, in our Education Matters segment, two black Alabama professors created a unique way to spark dialogue with regards to the Montgomery Riverboat Brawl. It's a curriculum guide. Yeah, for real. It's time to bring the funk. I'm Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Let's go. He's Whatever it is, he's got the scoop, the fact, the fine. And when it breaks, he's right on time. And it's rolling. Best believe he's knowing. Putting it down from sports to news to politics. With entertainment just for kicks, he's rolling. 
Well, Republicans may soon get their wish. Uh, we are close to a government shutdown. They have been unable to move uh, on bills uh, in Congress uh, to actually fund the government. Republicans are holding out. You got a lot of infighting. They're targeting uh, Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy, looking at Democrats to save them. Now, here's what's crazy. McCarthy is saying, hey, I'm not going to negotiate with the Democrats on a deal. Guess what, dude? You're not going to have a deal. We are looking at one of the largest government shutdowns in history. Lawmakers have until the end of the day on Saturday to reach a deal to keep much of the government open. If they fail to come to an agreement, 3.5 million federal workers will not be paid. Millions of women and children could lose nutrition assistance and child care, and national parks will close. Some federal workers are considered essential such as active duty military and air traffic controllers, they will stay on the job, they, but they have to continue working with no pay. They will receive back compensation once the government shutdown ends. While millions of families will suffer during this shutdown, those members of Congress, nope, they're going to keep their paychecks. That's how that works. Michael Imhotep, host of the African History Network show out of Detroit. You know what, Michael, here's the thing that's just, just constantly crazy to me. You see what's happening on the Republican side. I mean, th these, the, these, this Freedom Caucus is doing everything they can to hold uh, Kevin McCarthy hostage. And you've got Hakeem Jeffries, who's a Democrat as a House minority leader. He's like, hey, player, we ain't going to help you out. Uh, in fact, uh, a little bit earlier today, um, uh, Hakeem Jeffries actually um, spoke. Uh, and I'm going to play this in a second, what he had to say. And it was just interesting again. Uh, and, and he's literally trying to say uh, to, um, uh, to um, McCarthy, hey, man, we're here. If y'all want to talk, let's talk. But they don't want to have any conversation whatsoever with Democrats. They want to try to do this thing all on their own. Let's see how that goes. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to go very poorly, Roland. And this is something that I warn people about. Uh, like I said last Friday during the 2022 midterm elections, I said Democrats have to maintain control of the House of Representatives because we know that uh, Article 1, Section 9, Clause 7 of the U.S. Constitution, the power of the purse, the ability to tax and spend belongs to Congress. So even though the White House, even though the president submits the annual federal budget, comes up with the annual federal budget, it's approved by the 12 subcommittees, the 12 appropriations subcommittees in both the House of Representatives and U.S. Senate. So now you have these uh, uh, coup plotters and the Freedom Caucus, led by Matt Gates, who's a loyalist to Donald Trump, who has a vendetta against Kevin McCarthy. You have them blocking the uh, stopgap. Uh, uh, you, you, you have them holding up a actual uh, budget, and they are trying to get severe budget cuts implemented to actually pass a budget. This is the other thing that's taking place, okay? So because they don't like the budget that Joe Biden put forth, because they couldn't get their way, now they're trying to do it on the back end and hold America hostage at the same time. So this is an example of how elections have consequences. The last uh, government shutdown in December 2018, January 2019, lasted 35 days. It was very severe. And as I said last Friday, 18% of, uh, of federal employees are African Americans. So this hurts us directly. Directly. This is a uh, speaker. This is a uh, hockey representative Hawking Jeffries yesterday after the Senate actually passed uh, their bill. We've seen this horror show before. Short in the 1990s when the Republicans shut the government down because they wanted to slash 
Medicaid, we saw it in 2013 when the Republican extremists shut the government down because they wanted to repeal the Affordable Care Act. We saw it in 2019, beginning in December of 2018, when for 35 days Republicans shut the government down because they wanted the American taxpayer to waste billions of dollars on Trump's medieval border wall. We've seen this horror show before, and it's playing out again, an extreme mega-Republican shutdown. And so we have a simple request of the Republicans in the House. When a bipartisan continuing resolution comes over from the Senate today, tomorrow, this weekend, put the bill on the floor for an up or down vote so we can end this MAGA Republican nightmare. And if you don't, you own this government shutdown. That was yesterday. Well, this was Jeffrey's today. That we support the continuing House Democrats met earlier today, and we are unified in the position that we support the continuing resolution that is working its way through the Senate and prepared, ready, willing, and able to vote for it the moment it crosses over to our side of the Capitol. We just need House Republicans to do the right thing by the American people and put the bipartisan continuing resolution on the floor of the House of Representatives for an up or down vote. What is the alternative? They tried a partisan continuing resolution and they failed. And there is no way out of their Republican civil war. The only path forward is to partner with House Democrats in a bipartisan way and we're prepared to do just that. Um, again, um, we're going to see uh, this shut down because the GOP, uh, they continue to be obstinate. Uh, Xavier Pope is an attorney. Uh, he uh, joins us right now. Uh, Xavier, what do you make of the Freedom Caucus and the nuttiness going on there? I mean, they, they're fighting Matt Gates. I mean, who the hell is even running the show? Is it Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates, or Kevin McCarthy? Kevin McCarthy clearly uh, is not in control of what's going on at all. I, that's been the, from the very beginning. This is pretty much what was been telegraphed to what they would do to Kevin McCarthy when put him in a situation where they could use their, use him to potentially bully him out of that space. And so this has not been an idle threat by them. I, I think that Republicans, uh, they're getting a dose of their own medicine, but this is the bet they laid in dealing with MAGA Republicans and being out of control and putting the American uh, economy in jeopardy and, and jobs and in a process. And it, this is not a game. This is this is people's lives that they're having to deal with. And it's unfortunate to see what, what's happening right in front of our faces. But the, but, but the reality is they don't care, Xavier. Uh, this yeah. is who they are, as we played the clip from Fox News, where Carl Rowe was kind of like, uh, yeah, y'all can blame the Republicans because... They're the ones that keep shutting the government down. They're good at it. They shut it down when Trump was in there. In the first two years. Absolutely. Xavier, go ahead. 
Yeah, I mean, this is what they do. Uh, I think that using this this bully pulpit and using the lives of real people in terms of how they attempt to govern that will harm other people, I think it's something that's to remember about um, the Republican Party. Um, wanting to, this is this is not something that just about political gamesmanship, and that's something for people, uh, citizens, Americans, to recognize when talking about the so-called patriots of the GOP and the actions that they take. And I, I think that they don't care. Cruelty truly is the point in how they operate. And the, the, the loudest of those voices seem to be the cruelest of them all. Uh, there was a vote today uh, to keep the government funding through October 31st. Go to my iPad. Uh, it failed 232. Uh, to 198, 21 Republicans uh, did not vote with McCarthy, uh, and their whole deal is fine. We'll shut it down. Final comment before I go to a break, Michael. Um, I, I, African Americans have to understand that this is about self-preservation. This is not about a D or an R. It's about whose policies are most beneficial to us in stopping the threat of those who are trying to do the most harm to us. And right now, those doing the most harm to us are Republicans. They have to be stopped. Oh, absolutely. Hold tight one second. We come back uh, later in the show. We're going to talk about the passing of Senator Dianne Feinstein, uh, the longest woman to ever serve the United States uh, Senate in history. She passed away today at the age of 90. We'll also talk about Louisiana, uh, where they continue to fight for a second black congressional district very similar to the fight in Alabama. You're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Be sure, if you're on YouTube, hit that like button, folks. Uh, want to see you do the exact same thing on the OTT app. Uh, and, of course, uh, don't forget, support us in what we do. Join our Bring the Funk fan club. See your check and money order to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037-0196. Cash app is dollar sign RM Unfiltered. PayPal or Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zale is rolling at rollingsmartin.com. Rolling at rollingmartinunfiltered.com. Don't forget, you can also uh, support us by buying my book, White Fear, How the Browning of America is Making White Folks Lose Their Minds, available at bookstores nationwide. Uh, you can get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. You can download the audio version on Audible. And don't forget, folks, you can watch us now on Amazon Prime Video. If you go to live TV, you can watch, our, watch us right there on the Amazon Live TV. You can also check us out on Amazon Freebie uh, as well. Uh, so go so you can check us there out. And, of course, we're on Amazon News platform. If you go to Amazon Fire, go to Amazon News, we're there as well. Plus, we're on Plex TV. And so uh, you can check us out in multiple ways right here. Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network back in a moment. Next on The Black Table with me, Greg Carr. Democracy in the United States is under siege. On this list of bad actors, it's easy to point out the Donald Trumps, the Marjorie Taylor Greens, or even the United States Supreme Court as the primary villains. But as David Pepper, author, scholar, and former politician himself says, there's another factor that trumps them all and resides much closer to many of our homes. His book is Laboratories of Autocracy, a wake-up call from behind the lines. So these state houses get hijacked by the far right, then they gerrymander, they suppress the opposition, and that allows them to legislate in a way that doesn't reflect the people of that state. David Pepper joins us on the next Black Table, here on the Black Star. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English, and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. When you talk about blackness and what happens in black culture, we're about covering these things that matter to us, uh, speaking to our issues and concerns. This is a genuine people-powered movement. There's a lot of stuff that we're not getting. You get it, and you spread the word. We wish to plead our own cause to long have others spoken for us. We cannot tell our own story if we can't pay for it. This is about uh, covering us. Invest in black-owned media. Your dollars matter. We don't have to keep asking them to cover our stuff. So please support us in what we do, folks. We're going to hit 2,000 people, $50 this month, raise $100,000. We're behind $100,000, so we want to hit that. Y'all money makes this possible. Check some money orders. Go to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 200337-0196. The cash app is dollar sign RM Unfiltered. PayPal is R Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zelle is rolling at rollingsmartin.com. Hello, I'm Paula J. Parker. Judy Proud on The Proud Family. I am Tommy Davidson. I play Oscar on Proud Family, Louder and Prouder. Hi, I'm Joe Marie Payton, voice of Sugar Mama on Disney's Louder and Prouder, Disney Plus. And I'm with Roland Martin on Unfiltered. We focus a lot on the battle over congressional boundaries in Alabama, but a similar fight is happening in Louisiana. Uh, and this uh, fight uh, is going on as they want to uh, get this straightened out before folks in Louisiana uh, cast ballots for its gubernatorial and other state races. Early voting begins on Saturday. A federal judge has planned to hold hearings next week to draw up congressional boundary lines, giving Louisiana a second-majority black district 
was blocked in a two-to-one ruling. The Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals, uh, very, very right-wing. In fact, out of the 25-plus judges on that court, only three were appointed by a Democrat. The Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals judges said Baton Rouge-based U.S. District Judge Shelley Dick was moving too quickly and must give the state more time to consider a new map. Okay. The maps, they actually were passed by the Republican-dominated legislature, including only one mostly black district. That's the one held by Congressman Troy Carter. They were passed over the objections of Democratic Governor John Bill Edwards, who agreed with voting rights advocates who said a second-majority black district is needed in a state where the population is roughly one-third black. Louisiana has six U.S. House districts, five are represented by white Republicans, and just one Democrat. Joining me now from Shreveport is Omari uh, Jose, the state organizing, organizing manager for the Black Voters Matter Fund. Okay, so first of all, glad to have you uh, on the show, uh, Omari. I, I'm, I'm confused here. Didn't the legislature pass this map early 2022? They did it. There was enough time after the federal judge declared it unconstitutional to redraw them to, for the 2022 election, Supreme Court goes, hold on, they got to stay in place. Here we are, September, almost October 2023, and the Fifth Circuit said, oh, they need more time? That's right. That's right. And honestly, you know, we are disappointed. We are disappointed, but we are not surprised by what the Fifth Circuit Court just did. Um, you know, as the facts, if you just look at the facts, and I think you laid it out really well, Roland, there's 33% of the Louisiana population is black. Um, we have four white Republicans, one black Democrat, and the census has showed us, the population has showed us that the maps that we just voted on in midterms were unlawful. And by this legal maneuvering, it seems that they are trying to slow it down, slow this process down, so much so that in 2024, we might again be voting on more unlawful maps. Right. Uh, I mean, so, and, and the Fifth Circuit, let's be real clear, the Fifth Circuit is extremely conservative. And so it probably drives them crazy if Supreme Court has made their decision regarding Alabama, and this Louisiana case mirrors Alabama to the T. Yes. And we, I mean, look, we are very excited about the precedent and the decision that the U.S. Supreme Court made. But, you know, from a community level, right, because I'm not I'm not a lawyer. Right. We have our legal team that is helping to support that. But on the community level, when we see as community members, as organizers, as advocates that the courts are able to maneuver, that the defendants, the GOP is able to do all of this political maneuvering to keep us from our voting power to dilute, delay, and defer, what type of hope does that send on the ground, right? And so it has been an additional investment as an organizer in Louisiana to continue to rally our folks and say, yes, what you're seeing is a continuation um, of voter suppression, but you still have to get out and vote. And so a part of the work that we're doing starting tomorrow, because as you mentioned, uh, we are in the midst of an election, early voting begins on Saturday. We want the community to recognize that the legislators who are saying that they need more time, despite the fact that they've had since 2021 to review maps, 
um, those same legislators are asking us to vote for them in this election, October 14th. And so what we are doing is what we call Black resistance. This is our Black resistance part two, because I think an additional groundwork we have to lay when we're talking about Louisiana is the myriad of issues that Black people have to contend with, from environmental injustice to gun violence now, voter suppression, and the utilization of the courts to keep us from our voting power. So that leaves us with no other option than to mobilize, educate, and register our Black electorate and let them know what is going on in the courts. And furthermore, to connect the decisions that were made by legislators who want you to vote for them tomorrow. It is really important that we, we continue to do that. And that's why we are, we are waging this Black resistance campaign. We won't black down on a national level with Black Voters Matter because these types of things, these types of delays, they, they, they draw the hope out of people, right? People who are already disenfranchised from the ballot now, they get this new information. And, and what is it that we do with it? So we as Black Voters Matter, we as organizers in Louisiana, we want to let folks know that despite this political maneuvering, we have precedent. The facts are on our side when it comes to the congressional maps. Uh, the, the population of Louisiana, 33% Black. So it, it's just a almost a waiting game. But I do want to say, I do want to lift up that Friday, they still will have their oral arguments. They, the judgment from the district court by Judge Shelley Dick still says that the maps are illegal. The congressional map that they have offered up is unlawful. And so with that fact on the table, that is not something that they can refute. And I think it is important for us to inculcate, to incorporate, and to include this political and popular education into everything that we do as we mobilize folks for this election, as we prepare for 2024, but also when we're in these chambers, when we're at the legislature, during this legislative session in June, in May of next year, we want to make sure that we are continuing to hold the people that are responsible accountable for what they've done. You and know, what... uh, the, um, uh, now, now while, while, while that is happening, uh, and I definitely want you to speak to this here because uh, Gary Chambers uh, talked about this last year uh, when he was running for the United States Senate, the black voter turnout in Louisiana is just awful. Um, what are you seeing on the ground there uh, to get people to understand that you can, that y'all are fighting, people are fighting, they're suing to get a second district, but if we turn out with our numbers, black people can actually determine who the leaders are in Louisiana. Trust me, trust me. I, look, can I be real with you, Roland? Yeah. When people are seeing what's happening in the courts and they decide that they don't want to participate in a process that has already disenfranchised them, that there is a group of people in this state that is going above and beyond to dilute their power. What is it that they're really holding on to to go out and vote? Mm -hmm. And so our organizing has been to, number one, affirm the fact that people aren't crazy, um, that there has been a clear lack of representation of our issues. And you mentioned Gary, uh, you know, just the other day, 
he was down at the Baton Rouge City Council fighting around this Brave Cave issue. And that there are people that we elected that look like us that, that may not have said anything about that issue that impacts us, right? And so these are the day-to-day -day things from police brutality to environmental injustice to gun violence. These are the experiences from lack of housing that Louisianans are dealing with, right, from day to day. And so a part of our conversation has been to connect that issue with the decision maker with the ballot. That has to be in every conversation. It has to be on every level, right? And that when I talk about Black resistance, I'm talking about from the media, right, these conversations we're having in the media to the one-on-one -on -one conversations we're having with people to really understand what is it that's going to drive people to the polls. Is it the court decision or is it the fact that who they elect can make sure that they put dinner on their table. That who they elect is actually going to say a darn thing about the fact that there is 250 chemical plants between New Orleans and Baton Rouge that is literally killing people, right? That we are going to elect somebody that will stand up for us. We have to, I don't want to use the word convince, but we have to demonstrate that our people have the power not only to go to that ballot box, and elect somebody who will represent and change their situations, but we have to show people that their power extends beyond the ballot box, right? And that accountability looks beyond election day. It looks in between elections when we're at those chambers, right? When we're having meetings with our legislators, when we're doing these marketing campaigns, that's what accountability looks like. And so I think as we have these conversations and overcome these very real concerns around, does my vote count? Will my vote count? Will the person I elect actually represent me? While we're contending with those concerns, we also have to be educating our people on the connections because that is how people are empowered. And we have to show people that this work, this work is 365 days a year. Yeah. So yeah, if we just election day or right before an election, how can someone really mathematically and strategically believe that we can change things? This is a 365-day movement of Black resistance and accountability uh, and really being able to decipher what is really happening and how does it impact my life. Uh, questions from panel. Xavier Pope, you're first. Yeah. I know that Roland talked about the, the low turnout, um, but what are ways do you instead of just just information obviously gathering to voters what are different ways are are connecting to those voters or potential voters to 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 let them know that their vote truly does count um, unique ways to to bring them to the ballot boxes even as um their votes are being steamrolled um by a, a white supremacist state legislature um in the state that you uh, that you represent so many of our people yeah, no, that's a really good question. I think like one of the first things that we really try to focus on is defining our own wins. We can't keep letting the broader system define a win for us. Right. And I think that's really important. And I think sometimes those wins are smaller. Sometimes. OK, so if our overall black voter turnout in the state of Louisiana might continue to look low, let's look deeper at our precinct level turnout. Right. Because that is where our partners are, our grassroots partners, our authentic messengers, the folks that people really look to and trust when it comes to making decisions and saying, hey, you know, you know, that famous question that comes even in the C3 space, people will ask. Well, who should I trust? Who should I vote for? And it's not necessarily going to be Omari at Black Voter Matter that can say that. 
speak to that, but it will be a grassroots partner or that person on the block or that faith leader who is, again, there 365 days that can really demonstrate for them how they can utilize their power. But redefining wins is a huge thing. Spending some quality time with our people in community is another big thing. Again, when we show up the day before, the week before, even the month before an election, people know what to expect, right? But when we're always there, and when we're talking about more than just voting, we're talking about how, how you doing, right? Your health care. We're talking about your child care. We're talking about food and the quality of your food. We're talking about the air you're breathing. And we start to really build that relationship with people because it takes relationship to build the type of movement we need to shock and activate black voter turnout. But I, what I do want to say, the numbers may say our voter turnout is low. But as we've gone from community to community these past two months and over these past three years since I've been in Louisiana, we are building an infrastructure there you go. of small grassroots organizations that can, over time, huh, over time, they're not going to know what came at them because we've been building quietly. And that, I think, is a huge touch point. Build your institutions. Build your groups. Um, and from start to see that change. Uh, Michael. Uh, hello, Amari. Uh, thanks for coming on today. Love the uh, passion. Um, love those Ankh earrings also. Um, when when we look at the uh, history of uh, Louisiana and we look at the Louisiana State Constitution of 1898, it imposed poll taxes, literacy tests, and property ownership requirements to suppress the African-American vote. In your information, in which you teach people to understand the power of voting and how um, their, all aspects of their lives are impacted by politics. What do you also teach about the Louisiana State Constitution? I'm just curious. So I think that your question is very interesting and very timely because uh, the past two years, we've been fighting around our slavery exception clause in our state constitution, right, um, that allows hard labor here in the state of Louisiana. And there has been a movement nationwide to remove these exception clauses. And so when it comes to the Louisiana state constitution, over this particular campaign of removing that exception language that allows for people to... Um, you know, like places like Angola, they're picking cotton, that allows for that to happen in our state, I think it's important. I think more people are changing their view and seeing the power of the state constitution as it relates to that particular issue. Um, but I think that overall, we don't want to get lost in the minutia. We want to stick to the bigger picture and the larger picture and then come down from there, right? And so when, it com when we say things like, you know slavery is still legal in Louisiana, the question then becomes how? Then we can point to that Louisiana state constitution and say, hey, this is how. This is the language that, that, that makes slavery permissible in the state of Louisiana. And these are the specifics. And we're able to relate this larger issue that people already care about with the documents, the foundational documents that help this to be reality, right? We've been fighting that in our legislature. legislature. Um, and we, right. we've been able to track how we actually change land in our state. And it's been a very informative issue. It takes me all the way back to one of my first points, accountability. There are legislators right. that are allowed to stay in our state constitution, and that's where the fight is, the people who are allowed to happen. 
All right, then. Uh, well, look, keep up the fight. Uh, it is it's critically important to have boots on the ground who are doing the work. Omari, we surely appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Roland. All right, folks, got to go to break. We'll be back right here on Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Back in a moment. Next on The Black Table with me, Greg Carr. An hour of living history with Dr. Richard Mariba Kelsey, thinker, builder, author, and one of the most important and impactful elders in the African-American community. He reflects on his full and rich life and shares his incomparable wisdom about our past, present, and future. African genius is, is, is saying that my uncle was a genius, my brother was a genius, my neighbor was a genius. I think we ought to drill that in ourselves and move ahead rather than believing that I got it. That's next on The Black Table, here on the Black Star Network. Hatred on the streets, a horrific scene, a white nationalist rally that descended into deadly violence. White people are losing their damn minds. An angry pro-Trump mob storms the U.S. Capitol. We're about to see the rise of what I call white minority resistance. We have seen white folks in this country who simply cannot tolerate black folks voting. I think what we're seeing is the inevitable result of violent denial. This is part of American history. Every time... Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. Hey, it's Zuko and Kayla from The Wake Up Call. Enjoy your podcast, but when you're done, don't forget about us. We have a radio show. We try to bring a smile to your face every morning. We also talk to some of the hottest country stars of today, and we like to share some good news with That's What I Like. Because Lord knows that's hard to find. When you're done podcasting your podcast, listen to us at 92.3 WCOL. Set your preset on your radio right now, and don't forget you can listen to us online on the iHeartRadio app. That people of color have made progress, whether real or symbolic, there has been what Carol Anderson at Emory University calls white rage as a backlash. This is the rise of the Proud Boys and the Boogaloo Boys. America, there's going to be more of this. Here's all the Proud Boys, guys. This country is getting increasingly racist in its behaviors and its attitudes because of the fear of white people. The fear that they're taking our jobs, they're taking our resources, they're taking our women. This is white fear. 
What's up, y'all? I'm Devon Franklin. It is always a pleasure to be in the house. You are watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. Stay right here. This week, uh, Vice President Kamala Harris stopped in Florida where she continued her uh, tour of college campuses across the country. Uh, it was a conversation she had with rapper Fat Joe uh, and others. Here is that discussion. Thank you to Vice President Harris, Fat Joe, Anthony Ramos for choosing FIU and for choosing to fight for our freedom. With the election approaching upon us, we understand how important and how pivotal it is for our voices to be heard and for our votes to be casted. Our thoughts turn into words. Those words turn into actions. And those actions dictate the fate of this country, which is why I ask, what strategies can we, the people, employ to empower and engage marginalized communities to ensure voting rights are respected and that our voices are heard? Thank you very much. All right. All right, Oswaldo, well, first of all, you will make a difference in this world. I have no doubt about that. And that is true for your classmates. And of the many ways that you can and will make a difference, one of those ways is to vote. It is to vote. And so I will shamelessly plug a government website, <laughs> vote.gov, where you can go online and see if you are registered to vote and then easily register to vote, I would encourage you to have your family members and friends do the same thing. Because it does make a difference. And I'm gonna take you back to 2020. During the height of a pandemic, when people, there was extraordinary loss of life, people lost their jobs, loss of normalcy, but people didn't give up hope. And they turned out to vote in record numbers. Young voters turned out in record numbers. And because you did, in fact, can I see a show of hands who voted in 2020? Right. And because you voted, Joe Biden is president of the United States and I am vice president of the United States. You voted and you said, deal with this climate crisis. And we have put an historic $1 trillion on the streets of America over the next decade to invest in resilience, to adaptation, to invest in, in, in environmental justice and equity to deal with this issue. We have dealt with the issue that y'all demanded that we deal with when you voted, which is the fact that so many of our families don't have access to high-speed internet or cannot afford it. The pandemic made that clear, the disparities. And so we are on track to put high-speed internet in the home of every family in America and make sure that it is affordable. You said, let's deal with the issue of lead pipes because in far too many of our communities, our children are drinking toxic water out of lead pipes, and this is having an impact on their ability to learn and their health, and it is disproportionately affecting immigrant communities, communities of color, and low-income communities. We are in the process of removing all lead pipes. Y'all voted and said, let's deal with the issue of student loan debt. And so we... And so we had an initiative 
to forgive up to $20,000 for Pell Grant recipients, of which the majority of Latino students are Pell Grant recipients. Sadly, there is a political agenda to undo what we are trying to do, and we're going to have to still have that fight, and we are continuing to fight. But because you voted, we were able to implement the policy in the first place. Elections matter. The other point I will say is this. It's not as simple as vote and your vote will matter. You also got to know that there are people right now who are intentionally trying to make it difficult for you to vote. One of the things that was a byproduct, I believe, of the extraordinary young voter turnout in 2020 is that you saw in states around our country them trying to pass laws to make it more difficult to vote. In Georgia, passing a law to say that it would be against the law illegal to give people food and water if they're standing in line to vote. The hypocrisy abounds because what happened to love thy neighbor? Here in Florida, a law was passed that would not allow people who have served their sentence for a felony to vote. One million people now in Florida, the largest number of people who have done their time, are being prevented from the ability to exercise their civic duty and the full rights of citizenship. And let me tell you, it does not have to be this way. In the majority of states, people who have served their time have the right to vote. And again, the hypocrisy abounds. What happened to the concept of redemption? Come on. Come on. So understand that not only is it an extension of your ability to make a difference, not only is it about you expressing your voice in the many ways you can, but also understand what you're up against in terms of some people that are scared when you exercise your voice and therefore try to make it more difficult for you to vote. And I say we are up for the challenge and we will not allow anybody to silence us. And voting is one way to make sure that you reduce those numbers who are trying to do just that. Folks, uh, it is going to be quite a battle today. Uh, we're leaked that Robert Kennedy, he plans on uh, running as an independent. He's angry, Michael, because he said the Democrats uh, are, uh, his, his words, rigging the election. Uh, I saw this, uh, Joe Concha, who's with Fox News, is one of the dumbest uh, political commentators out here. Just a pure idiot. He goes, oh, this is great news for Trump. It's going to kill Biden. A lot of people, other people disagree uh, that a Robert Kennedy independent run is somehow going to hurt Biden. Thoughts? No, I don't think it's going to hurt Biden, but also people have to understand math. And unfortunately, uh, in 2016, a lot of people didn't understand math. Some African-Americans did not. It takes 270 electoral college votes to become, to become president-elect. No third-party candidate has won a single electoral college vote since 1968. You win electoral college votes by winning the popular vote in the state. So anybody telling you that the popular vote does not matter is lying to you, and they have not read the U.S. Constitution, because the U.S. Constitution created the Electoral College. So Jill Stein, we know, like, for instance, won Michigan by 10,700—I mean, Trump won Michigan by 10,704 votes in 2016. Jill Stein got 50,000 votes out of uh, Michigan. Lastly, Ralph Nader, who many people blame for uh, Al Gore losing 
to uh, uh, George W. Bush uh, in 2000, uh, Ralph Nader is supporting Joe Biden this, this time around. Ralph Nader realizes democracy is on the line yep. and a third-party candidate is a loser. The, the, the thing here that, that I, it's always interesting to me, uh, Xavier, uh, when you start looking at and breaking down uh, all these different people, I mean, look, Robert Kennedy is a crank. He's a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> His own family says he's a nutcase. Uh, and so, frankly, anybody who's following him likely would not have voted for Biden anyway. Yeah, I think there is a certain section of the electorate that, that does not like Joe Biden, um, but aligns himself politically with many of the different things that the Republican Party stands for, but want to feel special in that they don't support either side. And I think that there is a space for them. They're Americans. You are, have the right to have whatever political opinion you so choose. But I think there is behind it a profound ignorance about their true civic duty to be able to preserve the system that they're calling themselves independent from. Um, and so I think that that is something that they, they fail to recognize. And that's why I see the danger of someone like that. Um, and to, to maybe even people not even support him, just not vote at all. Um, so it did, does put a lot of disinformation out there, a lot of confusion. And some of the work um, um, from your guest earlier talked about uh, there are many in the African-American community that do share a lot of conspiracy theories about uh, the system. Uh, one party is no different from the other. And they maybe not necessarily support something that Robert Kennedy would say, but would listen to him and, and say, oh, I agree with a little bit of that, or some of the silly things that Joe, Joe Rogan says. And that keeps them out of participating, out of voting at all. And so those are the, the voters you really have to convince. But other than that, this guy doesn't have a chance in anywhere uh, in shape or form in terms of the 2024 presidential election. All right, folks, so tight one second. Uh, Got to go to break. We'll be back right here. Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Lots more uh, news to cover and break down for you folks. Don't forget, support us in what we do. If you're watching YouTube, hit the like button right now, folks. Uh, y'all see y'all commenting, so hit the like button. And so we certainly appreciate that. Also, support us in what we do. Our goal is to get 20,000 of our fans contributing on average 50 bucks each. That's $4.19 a month, 13 cents a day. So to join our Brain of Funk fan club, send your check and money order. P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 2037-0196. Cash App, dollar sign RM Unfiltered, PayPal R Martin Unfiltered, Venmo is RM Unfiltered, Zale Roland at RolandSMartin.com, Roland at RolandMartinUnfiltered.com. Be sure to get a copy of my book, White Fear, How the Browning of America is Making White Folks Lose Their Minds. Available bookstores nationwide. You can also, of course, download the copy audio version on Audible. Yes, that is me doing the reading uh, on Audible. And, of course, you can watch us out, watch our 24-hour, 7-day-a-week live streaming channel on a variety of fat platforms, including Amazon News. You can just, uh, simply go to Amazon Fire. You can also say Alexa, play news from the Black Star Network, and the audio will play. You can also watch us on Plex TV uh, as well. And we just launched, folks, on two platforms, Amazon Prime Video. So you can check us out on Amazon Prime Video as well as Amazon Freebie. All right, folks. We'll be right back to talk about the passing of Senator Dianne Feinstein of California, who passed away the way today at the age of 90. Back in a moment. All change right. is not growth. Right. But thoughtful change is real good fertilizer. And that's what has been so beneficial to us. But you also were not afraid of the kidney. 
Well, and I'm a black woman in business. Come on, I don't care how I dress up. I don't care who I'm speaking with. I don't care what part of the world I am in. I still am a black woman in business. Being afraid of the pivot, being fearful of change is not what got me here. Respectful of change, respectful of pivot. Yeah, fearful, no, uh-uh, no. The next Get Wealthy with me, Deborah Owens, America's Wealth Coach, less than 5% of the top executive positions in corporate America are held by women of color. We know it's not because of talent. A recent study says that it's microaggressions, unconscious bias, and limited opportunities being offered to women of color. On our next show, we're going to get incredible advice from Francine Parham, who's recently written a book sharing exactly what you need to do to make it up into the management ranks and get the earnings that you deserve. I made a point to sit down and I made a point to talk to people and I made a point to be very purposeful and thought provoking when I spoke to them. That's right here on Get Wealthy, only on Black Star Network. I'm Faraji Muhammad, live from LA, and this Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. It's The Breakfast Club, the world's most dangerous morning show. Hey! Angela E. is kind of like the big sister that always pokes you in the forehead. <laughs> Ooh. That's not how it goes? That's not how anything goes. Yimby's really like a robot. One of the best DJs ever. Believe that! Charlamagne is the wild card. And I'm about to give somebody the credit they deserve for being stupid. I know, that's right. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Oh. Listen to The Breakfast Club weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on 106.7 The Beat. Columbus is real hip-hop and R&B. Is the culture. The culture is a two-way conversation. You and me, we talk about the stories, politics, the good, the bad, and the downright ugly. So join our community every day at 3 p.m. Eastern and let your voice be heard. Hey, 
We're all in this together. So let's talk about it and see what kind of trouble we can get into. It's the culture. Weekdays at 3, only on the Black Star Network. Next on The Frequency with me, Dee Barnes, the amazing Drew Dixon. She gives us the details behind the HBO documentary that shed light on the alleged sexual assault by Russell Simmons. And we're talking about the Netflix documentary, Ladies First, right here on The Frequency on the Black Star Network. Me, Sherry Shepard, and you know what you're watching, Roland Martin Unfiltered. Today, uh, the United States Senate in California lost one of their leaders. Senator Dianne Feinstein passed away at the age of 90 at her home in D.C. She'd been in failing health for quite some time. It really started in 2018. She missed a lot of time earlier this year uh, with the shingles. She did return. In many ways, she was being helped by her staff uh, with some of the most basic tasks. Uh, she also, of course, uh, was battling even her family when it came to the execution uh, of uh, her late husband's estate. Uh, tributes poured in from around the country, including, obviously, the state of California. Vice President Kamala Harris, who served as a U.S. Uh, senator there as well, had this to say about the passing of Senator Dianne Feinstein. Senator Dianne Feinstein was one of the greatest public servants that California uh, and our nation has ever known as the first woman uh, president of the San Francisco Board of Supervisors, the first woman to serve as mayor of San Francisco, and the longest tenured woman to serve in the United States Senate. Dan Feinstein broke barriers, inspired generations of women to run for office, and improved the lives of millions of Americans through her vision, courage, and leadership. 
From her work to help pass the assault weapons ban in 1994 to her work to safeguard California's public lands and her longstanding advocacy for reproductive rights, marriage equality, and LGBTQ plus rights, Senator Feinstein helped build uh, a better America. For years, I witnessed Senator Feinstein's leadership when the cameras were on and when they were off. In 2008, when I was re-elected district attorney of San Francisco, it was Senator Feinstein who swore me in. As a United States Senator, it was my honor to serve the people of California alongside Senator uh, Feinstein. That, of course, was Vice President uh, Kamala Harris with her tribute uh, to Senator uh, Dianne Feinstein. Um, also today, uh, you have uh, President Joe Biden. He was speaking at the uh, retirement. Uh, first of all, he was speaking at the retirement of General Milley. I'm going to play that in a second. But this was uh, today on the floor of the U.S. Senate, uh, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. Earlier this morning, we lost a giant in the Senate. Senator Dianne Feinstein was one of the most amazing people who ever graced the Senate, who ever graced the country. She had so many amazing, wonderful qualities wrapped up in one incredible human being. She was smart. She was strong. She was brave. She was compassionate. But maybe the trait that stood out most of all was her amazing integrity. Her integrity was a diamond. Her integrity shone like a beacon across the Senate and across the country for all to see and hopefully emulate. So uh, flowers were placed uh, on her desk uh, as well. Her family was in attendance uh, as well as the entire congressional delegation uh, when uh, those words were spoken. This right here, uh, even Senator Mitch McConnell uh, had uh, some words to say about uh, Dianne Feinstein. The Republican leader. You know how we all refer to each other as my friend from whatever state it is. Honestly, frequently that's not true. Um, but Elaine and I were actual friends of Dick and Diane. Elaine served on a corporate board with Dick for a number of years. When they were in town together, we would frequently have dinner together. Elaine and I got married shortly after the 92 election. And I remember that Diane gave us a small depiction of the Capitol. I looked at it this morning because it's still on the wall and uh, remembered our dear colleague as a truly remarkable individual as the <clears throat> Majority Leader has Folks, um, a lot of folks, uh, obviously, again, when you look at the um, uh, moments here, and then when you think about um, her, uh, her past in terms of the role that she played, uh, this one right here uh, took place when uh, she, uh, let's just say, had a few words to say to Senator Larry Craig uh, of Idaho. So the gentlelady from California needs to become a little more familiar with firearms and their deadly characteristics. And I say that because it is... A personal privilege for a moment, please. Yes, certainly. I am quite familiar with firearms. I became mayor as a product of assassination. 
I'm aware I of that. I found my assassinated colleague and put a finger through a bullet hole, bullet hole yeah. trying to get. I proposed gun control legislation in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. I went through a recall on the basis of it. I was trained in the shooting of a firearm when I had terrorist ha attacks with a bomb at my house when my husband was dying, when I had windows shot out. Mm -hmm. Senator, I know something about what firearms can do. Senator, I am not accusing you of not knowing. What I'm accusing you of is not broadening the issue to understand the debate. That was uh, one of those moments. Uh, and so, uh, remember, this is the same Senator Larry Craig. Uh, wasn't he busted uh, for uh, having, uh, having sex with other men in a bathroom in Idaho? That's the same Larry Craig. So, uh, so he's sitting here trying to give lessons. Yeah, that's the same one. So you might want to uh, listen to that. Tributes did only just take place in the United States Senate. This is Congressman Donald Payne of New Jersey. Remember the Congressional Black Caucus speaking about Senator Feinstein in the House. Mr. Speaker. House will be in order, please. Thank Take you, Mr. conversations Speaker. outside, please. Mr. The gentleman Speaker. from New Jersey will continue. Thank you. Mr. Speaker, I rise today to honor the late U.S. Senator Dianne Feinstein. As a senator, she served the people of California for 31 years, and she was the longest-serving female senator in American history. Senator Feinstein was a true trailblazer. She was the first woman elected to the San Francisco Board of Supervisors. She was the first woman elected to serve as San Francisco's mayor. And, she's a, and as a senator, she was the first woman to chair the powerful Senate Rules and Senate Intelligence Committees. Senator Fine. That was uh, Congressman uh, Donald Payne Jr. Uh, there in the House. Um, uh, you heard Senator Feinstein there talk about uh, her history with uh, guns. She was a member of the Board of Supervisors in San Francisco, uh, and it was she who had to announce to the city, the state, and the world uh, the deaths of the, the, the assassination of the mayor of San Francisco, as well as uh, one of the other members of the Board of Supervisors, uh, activist uh, Harvey Milk. President of the Board of Supervisors, it's my duty to make this announcement. Both Mayor Moscone and Supervisor Harvey Milk have been shot and killed. What was so stunning about that, uh, she talked later, for a number of years she never talked about that particular moment, uh, but uh, it was uh, several years later she talked about Supervisor Dan White who had been fired, he was trying to get his job back. He literally walked past her office, she spoke to him, and then moments later, she heard the gunshots where Moscone, as well as Harvey Milk, uh, were gunned down uh, in their offices. 
Um, already people are talking about uh, who's going to replace her. But last year, um, Governor Gavin Newsom uh, said that he was going to appoint an African-American woman to replace Dianne Feinstein. But then the race began uh, for the folks running for what she now she was going to run for re-election. And so many people thought early on that one of those folks is going to be Congresswoman Barbara Lee. But she's now running for the seat against Congresswoman Katie Porter and Congressman Adam Schiff. So, former Speaker Nancy Pelosi, still Congresswoman, is supporting Schiff in a huge way. And so then Newsom announced he was not going to appoint uh, uh, Lee. And so therefore, and she's been taking a lot of shots at him as a result. And so he said he's going to appoint somebody solely on the interim basis. Uh, this, of course, uh, leaves the, the, the Senate in a very precarious precarious situation. Democrats have a very slim majority of calls for uh, New Jersey Senator Robert Menendez to resign. And so uh, Michael Gavin Newsom is going to have to move real quickly uh, to appoint someone to replace uh, Dianne Feinstein because this stops a lot of the business, such as confirming Biden Harris's federal judges because she was, she was a member of the Senate Judiciary Committee. Yeah, Roland, you know, um, this... Um it, it, you know, the day is a sad day as well. Uh, Diane Feinstein was was a giant. Uh, Gavin Newsom has to appoint an African American woman. He has to appoint a black woman. And you know, I, I was looking at coverage of this. Today. He doesn't have to, but I, I understand your point. Well. Well, yeah, he needs to. First of all, he said he would. Two, there's going to be heat on his ass to appoint a black woman. And according to the article from uh, NBCNews.com on the passing of Dianne Feinstein, uh, when uh, uh, Senator Kamala Harris uh, became vice president Kamala Harris, Dianne Feinstein suggested to Gavin Newsom that he appoint Alex Padilla, who was who became the senator. While you had African-Americans saying it should be a black woman, Senator Diane Feinstein said it should be told Gavin Newsom it should be Alex Padilla. So this time around, Gavin Newsom needs to get it correct. Xavier? Yeah, it's, uh, I, we all agree that this was a giant of a person and, and it was part of American history and a lot of uh, young women looked to her to get into politics. Um, I, I think that it is a precarious situation that uh, Gavin Newsom finds himself in, but he has to act pretty quickly so that um, business is done on, on judges. Um, because as we were seeing, um, they are impacting a lot of things that are happening on the ground um, for citizens of this country. So that's the most important part is this is a sad day. Um, it should be mourned by many, um, celebrated by both sides of the aisle. Um, but the business um, of getting things done in this country, when you're seeing uh, two senators right now, um, those positions being pre precarious in terms of where they are, need to move forward. Um, it is, um, you know, again, there was a lot of heat uh, for the over the last year, really for the last couple of years, uh, Michael, on Senator Feinstein to resign. Uh, she, of course, uh, had lots of issues there. She relinquished uh, the ranking position on the Senate Judiciary Committee uh, because Democrats wanted somebody uh, who was a lot more stronger, had more vigor to fight uh, to fight Republicans on that. Uh, she held on as long as she could. Uh, and many people were saying that, frankly, uh, she should have not run for re-election or retired even four or five years ago because for the, for really for the last four or five years, her staff actually did the job. Right. And there were even yeah. stories where she was even as, you know, in terms of they were really voting for her. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I agree. And unfortunately, you know, 
Um, I, I've seen different stories about, especially when it comes to the Senate. Senate is different than the House of Representatives. There are only 100 U.S. senators. There are 435 members of the House of Representatives. And sometimes people don't know when to hang it up. It could be the Senate. It could be boxing. It could be uh, NBA basketball. But sometimes, uh, from my understanding of this, people get so used to the title of senator. They get so used to the way that they're being treated. A lot of times, they don't know when to retire. Okay, and uh, yeah, she should have retired a few years ago. Um, Mitch McConnell is another one who should have retired as well. So, um, you know, but here, Gavin Newsom is going to, have to move quickly to uh, fill that seat, and this could also strengthen uh, Bob Menendez's uh, defiance in saying he's not going to step down because he said, "Well, wait a second, you can't lose two Democratic senators," you know. So. We'll see how this plays out. But Gavin Newsom needs to nominate a black woman. Somebody get that message to him. Um, President Joe Biden uh, spoke today at the retirement ceremonies. Uh, General Milley, the four-star uh, chief who was head of Joint Chiefs of Staff, uh, he did make some remarks about Feinstein. Before I begin, I want to say a brief word about Senator Dianne Feinstein. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Snakes. Zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public, the list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council who passed away this morning. She was a historic figure, trailblazer for women, and a great friend. Diane made her mark on everything from national security to the environment, to gun safety, to protecting civil liberties. The country's going to miss her dearly, and so will Jill and I. I have more to say about her later today. Vice President Harris, our second gentleman, Secretary Austin, members of Congress, Leaders of the Department of Defense, both current and former, friends and officials from around the world, thank you for being here today. Those were the comments there of President Joe Biden. Speaking of General Milley, um, he, of course, uh, uh, was serving under that, under that capacity when Donald Trump was in the Oval Office. Uh, he, uh, of course, uh, has talked about uh, really the role that he played in terms of, of you know, fighting uh, for this country and really battling the idiotic uh, fool uh, who was sitting in the Oval Office. 
and how crazy he was. I mean, they actually had a plan to keep that fool from starting a nuclear war. That's how nutcase Donald Trump was. Uh, and in his remarks today, in his retirement remarks, uh, Milley made perfectly clear, he didn't use any names, but it was real clear who the hell he was talking about when he said this. To a country. We don't take an oath to a tribe. We don't take an oath to a religion. We don't take an oath to a king or a queen or to a tyrant or a dictator. And we don't take an oath to a wannabe dictator. We don't take an oath to an individual. We take an oath to the Constitution and we take an oath to the idea that it's America and we're willing to die to protect it. Every soldier, sailor, airman, Marine, Guardian, and Coast Guardsman, each of us commits our very life to protect and defend that document, regardless of personal price. Um, Xavier, who's he talking about? <laughs> Millie got illy with that one. He said that with his whole chest rolling. And you know he was talking about Donald Trump calling him a wannabe dictator. He makes sure to let you know. Not a wannabe dictator. He was fired up. He said that with his entire swole up chest. He's letting you know exactly who he's talking about. Donald J. Trump. Uh, I thought that was uh, that was pretty strong there, Michael. Yeah, it was strong. And, uh, uh, you know, Millie uh, went on, you know, he called out Trump without calling his name. Trump is probably posting on fake social uh, about it in retaliation. But also, um, over the past few days, the information resurfaced that it was General Milley who talked um, Donald Trump out of using uh, military troops against George Floyd protesters as well. You know, so um, th th this shows how deranged, using one of Donald Trump's words he likes to use for special counsel Jack Smith, this shows how deranged Donald Trump is. He can never be allowed to come back into power in any shape, form, or, or uh, circumstances. Uh, indeed. And of course, uh, in his remarks, uh, Lloyd Austin, who is the uh, Secretary of Defense, who was a, of course, retired four-star general, he remarked about the man who is going to be replacing General Milley, and that is uh, General Brown, uh, who has been confirmed as the next head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Here's what Austin had to say about him. When I was commander of Central Command, General Brown was the commander of my air component. And he led forces in combat during the air campaign against ISIS <coughs> and rallied our allies and, and partners to help destroy its terrorist caliphate in Iraq and Syria. Now, General Brown also has a superpower for teaching. He did two stints at the Fighter Weapons School, where he taught the Air Force's most elite airmen. And wherever he goes, he sets a powerful example with his quiet confidence and his deep integrity and his constant compassion. Now, General Brown would not be where he is today without his wife, Shireen, and their sons, Sean and Ross. Shireen has served right alongside CQ through 20 moves. She, she has helped shape DOD's exceptional family member program so that more families with special needs can get better resources and support. So to Shireen and the entire Brown family, 
Thank you for all that you do to strengthen our military community and for supporting General Brown as he takes the helm of our joint force. General Brown, I know that you'll make us all proud as a chairman. All right, then. Can't wait to see my alpha brother uh, in that role. Uh, it, it, it says something also, Michael. Two top, these the top civilian and the top military leader, both African-Americans for the first time in history. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it does. And it happened under uh, President Joe Biden. And you, you, you may have some who say, oh, well, African-Americans shouldn't be in the military. This doesn't matter. But one of their jobs is going to be to deal with the white supremacy or, or, the, or the white supremacist views or the white supremacists in the military, okay? And you're going to need people um, uh, like um, uh, General Brown uh, to... You're going to need people like General Brown to deal with this. And at the same time, you know, this this reminds me of, of uh, people who protest against the police but don't realize there's a nationwide shortage of police officers and we have the ability to acquire power right now to stop a lot of this nonsense that's taking place. So th th this is... Um, we. Th this is, a, I think, an important opportunity as well. Uh, indeed. Hold tight one second, folks. Uh, news of an arrest uh, in the 1996 murder of Tupac Shakur. We'll give you those details when we come back right here on Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. On a next A Balanced Life with me, Dr. Jackie. Staying balanced is tough enough with the normal day-to-day -day stuff going on. But what happens when we get the unexpected? It may come crashing down through a bad diagnosis for either you or a loved one. My son, he actually was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's um, lymphoma, and it came out of a very challenging time in my life. I have a lot going on. We're starting a new business. How to cope and even stay balanced when even the walls are crashing in. That's on the next A Balanced Life with me, Dr. Jackie, here at Black Star Network. Hatred on the streets, a horrific scene. A white nationalist rally that descended into deadly violence. White people are losing their damn minds. As an angry pro Trump mob storms the U.S. Capitol, we're about to see the rise of what I call white minority resistance. We have seen white folks in this country who simply cannot tolerate black folks voting. I think what we're seeing is the inevitable result of violent denial. This is part of American history. Every time that people of color have made progress, whether real or symbolic, there has been what Carol Anderson at Emory University calls white rage as a backlash. This is the rise of the Proud Boys and the Boogaloo Boys. America, there's going to be more of this. Here's all the Proud Boys, guys. This country is getting increasingly racist in its behaviors and its attitudes because of the fear of white people. The fear that they're taking our jobs, they're taking our resources, they're taking our... Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Check the back seat. Check the back seat. All right, come here. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the back seat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Women, this is White Beard. Mitchell, a news anchor at Fox 5 DC. Hey, what's up? It's Sammy Roman, and you are watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. All right, you knew it. They were going to start flipping the first of the Georgia 19. That is the 18 folks indicted, along with Donald Trump, uh, in Georgia by DA Fonnie Willis, has flipped Scott Hall, a bail bondsman. Uh, has cut a deal with the district attorney there. Uh, he is a bill in Atlanta. He pled guilty on Friday afternoon. He was involved in uh, commandeering voting information that was the property of Dominion Voting Systems from Coffee County. Judge Scott McAfee sentenced Hall to five years of probation, a $5,000 fine, and 200 hours of community service, and he has agreed to testify against the other defendants. Uh, Xavier, um... You knew somebody was going to flip. These are folks saying, I am not trying to go to prison for no damn Donald Trump. Well, we've seen over time that in that state, slowly but surely, no one wants to go to jail for, for this clown, Donald Trump. And, and, and it, it just goes to show you that, you know, I think that there's been a disconnect in the beginning from a lot of people that once supported him and saw, have seen over time that he really doesn't have their back in terms of supporting with legal fees and any of those different things. And now, and that's where we are right now. Uh, Michael, uh, again, to sit, to sit here and watch all of this play out, uh, don't, look, there should be no shock. I think others, uh, others are going to flip as well, uh, and you're going to see people uh, saying, I'm not going to risk two, three, five, ten years of jail time because of that dude. Absolutely. A lot of them are going to flip. And um, Scott Hall was facing uh, five misdemeanor charges. Uh, some other ones who, who are facing felony charges who don't have the money to um, pay for uh, the legal fees. Uh, th those who Donald Trump is not going to pay for their legal fees. Oh, my correction. Donald Trump's stupid ass supporters not paying for their legal fees. Um, they're going to flip as well. They're not going to prison for this fool. OK, uh, and, and let me tell you, Rudy Giuliani is going to Rudy Giuliani is not going to go to prison for Trump either. 
Trump owes Rudy Giuliani, last I heard, $3 million in back legal fees. I know he did a fundraiser for him. Maybe they raised a million dollars. Um, Rudy is not going to going to prison for Trump either. So there's going to be a whole lot of them singing like Alicia Keys and Beyonce uh, when all this shakes out. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> all right, folks, let's go to Las Vegas, where authorities there have arrested a man in the connection with the 1996 murder of Tupac Shakur. Dwayne Keith D. Davis, one of the last living witnesses to Tupac's fatal drive-by shooting, is facing murder with the use of a deadly weapons charge. In his 2019 tell-all memoir, Compton Street Legend, Davis admitted he was in the Cadillac on September 7th during the drive-by shooting where Shakur was gunned down. The rapper was in a BMW driven by Death Row Records founder Marion Suge Knight in a convoy of about 10 cars. They were waiting at a red light when a white Cadillac pulled up next to them and gunfire erupted. Shakur was shot multiple times and died a week later. Uh, I don't know what the hell he was thinking, Michael, by putting in the book that he was in the car when, it, when the killer took place. Uh, uh, last I checked, uh, Xavier, murder has no statute of limitations, correct? <laughs> well, FAFO is uh, always going to win, undefeated, um, because why would you admit to being in that situation? I don't, I don't understand that. Maybe, I don't know where you're bragging about it. You think you weren't going to get to get caught. But I wonder why it still took after that amount of time for them to connect him to the facts in that case and ultimately make that arrest. Uh, so that's what my, my, that was my initial reaction. Uh, if, if, we, if they knew this was the guy and just connecting the facts to the fact now he's now arrested. But long time. I mean, people, some people were even on the internet, okay, how can he be arrested for something if Tupac is still alive? Some of the city, there are people that really believe that Tupac's still alive, Roland. It is still, that's, that is, still blows my mind. Well, I, I just, uh, it sort of, uh, Michael, reminds me of the people who commit the crimes in rap videos. <laughs> they and public. They the prosecutor. <laughs> they, pu they, they, they public. Well, not only that, then you have uh, people who want to blame the prosecutor for, for prosecuting the person when the evidence lines up with what they rapped about as well, okay? So, um, but, but here in this situation, um, the uh, New York Times has a good article on this. Uh, Mark uh, Digiacomo, the chief deputy district attorney in Clark County, he said what was lacking here was admissible evidence that they can use in court. So this appears to be connected to the search warrant that was executed a few months ago in regards to the murder of Tupac Shakur. And apparently within those few months, they were able to acquire admissible evidence in court. So here we have this today. We'll see how this plays out in court. Uh, where it's not what you think you know, it's what you can prove. But uh, this is this is huge news right here. Um, I don't know, Xavier, you're an attorney. This took place 27 years ago. <laughs> what was my this, man? I, 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 I guess keep coming back. Did, did my man have like 27 years? Ago. Did he have like the clothing and everything like mounted in a case or something? I mean. If, I mean, if they find, yeah, if I, they find I, some I, evidence like 27 years later, you got to be one of the dumbest criminals I've ever seen. Yeah, it, it, probably so. 
he might be one of the dumbest criminals he's ever seen, but many cities across America have the clearance rate is at a is ridiculous in solving crimes of young black men. Yep. And so that even men like Tupac Shakur. So and many go unsolved murders. And so I, I still go back to why did it, it take so long? I understand about admissible evidence, yep. but it, we have to look at how the work is done to be able to put men behind bars who kill people and openly brag about it. Uh, absolutely. All right, we're talking about dumb. Uh, I'm going to go back to Georgia to show you dumb. Uh, a Georgia state senator uh, who's been ripping fellow Republicans uh, because he wants to replace D.A. Fonnie Willis, um, his ass now uh, suspended. Uh, the Republican Senate caucus got sick and tired of homeboy lying, and so they just finally said, you know what? Uh, we're just going to go ahead and suspend you. Colton Moore uh, of Trenton, uh, again, has been attacking his fellow Republicans, calling them rhinos, for opposing his plan to impeach Willis for indicting Donald Trump. The caucus said it was in, uh, indefinitely suspending Moore because of his willfully misleading people and causing tension and hostility within the state legislature. Moore is still a member of the state Senate and still affiliated with the Republican Party, but he may face challenges to pass, to pass legislation without the support of the majority caucus. I mean, you, you know there got to be something right there where Republicans are like, you know what, we about sick of your ass. We, Michael, they like. I, I think what's fascinating. This they, they, they like, they like. We about sick of your ass. You suspended. Go ahead, Xavier. Yeah, I think what's fascinating in that state is that you just see a splinter in Republicans in that state that just flat out don't want to deal with the baggage of Donald Trump and seeing the change in the political narrative of that state, wanting to be able to protect themselves and just flat out just want to move past Donald Trump in that state. So if you're riding with the, with the MAGA train, it's a losing bet in the state of Georgia right now. And Republicans have pretty been demonstrative about that. But the infighting, we started, we let the program with it. In the Republican Party, there is a, just a, a faction of radical Republicans, and not necessarily the radical Republicans of the history we know. And the, the quote-unquote attempting to be as mainstream as possible is what we know as modern politics. Uh, going on, and we see that big time in the state of Georgia. Uh, absolutely. Uh, Michael, go ahead. Yeah, you know, um, the uh, a broken clock is right twice a day here. Republicans <laughs> are correct to suspend Senator Colton Moore, who had the audacity to want to impeach uh, District Attorney, Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis for indicting Donald Trump. Okay, so once again, you know, these this is a MAGA death coat. Let's just call it what it is. It's a MAGA death coat. And these people have to be held accountable and have to be taken out of power. You can't let stupid ass people have power. All they're going to do is something stupid with it. And it's a whole lot of stupid there. Also, y'all folks, a Tennessee judge has ended the conservatorship uh, agreement between former NFL player Michael Orr uh, and a Memphis couple who took him in when he was in high school. Shelby County probate court judge Kathleen Gomes terminated 
the 2004 agreement allowing Sean and Leanne Tui to control Orr's finances. Orr signed the deal when he was 18 and living with the couple as the colleges were recruiting him as a star high school football player. Their story is the subject line of the movie The Blind Side, which earned Sandrick Bullock an Oscar. Although the conservatorship is ending, the dispute over financial issues will continue. Uh, this is still a strange, strange story to me, Xavier, that this is 19 years later after signing this. This man went to the NFL, was a pro there, one of the best, uh, off, uh, one of the best offensive linemen, and this conservatorship was still in play. Many people first really begin to learn about uh, this conservatorship uh, when Britney Spears uh, went through her battle with uh, her family, her dad, her mom uh, as well. Uh, but this Orr one is crazy because, again, if you, anybody who watched the movie, they, they claim that they had adopted him. Now they came out and said they actually, that was never their intention uh, to adopt him. He's like, yo, y'all been getting paid off of me, making all of this money. I haven't benefited. Uh, this is, I mean, this story is all kind of twists and turns. Roland, this is where it is with the original agreement. Is Michael Orr's understanding was he knew of the conservatorship, but how it was represented to him was fraudulent. Uh, the family, Tui family, and this is how we are all family. We're connected together, and this effectuates us being a family. So Michael Orr, not having one, took that to believe that this is what cemented uh, this familial relationship, not as some sort of fiduciary for him to act on his behalf to be able to take care of his legal and financial affairs. That's not how he understood it. So a lot of people criticize him writing in a book. He knew what it was, but he didn't describe it in the, in the legal uh, the organization of what it actively actually does. And so it's really terrible to see how he was taken advantage of at such an early age. And people look at, oh, he's young. He's uh, yeah, I mean, they, he was in a very vulnerable position, regardless of what his age and majority might have been. And so there are plenty of adults are taking advantage of all the time in fraudulent conservatorships. So this is what happened to him. And, and it's terrible that it's taken this long, but they need to pay up. I think it's it, it, their image, the, the, the great white savior. I mean, I, I didn't watch the movie. And I watched, didn't watch the movie because I knew something was shady about what happened. And so now we see it happen all these years later. Michael. Yeah, Roland, you know, I, I did watch the movie and it did have a um, great, a great white saviorship um, taint to it. And um, enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public. The list of fears is endless. 
But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand, when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward, don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. I, I think there's going to be a sequel to this movie to deal with this other information as well. But uh, I've heard uh, things going back and forth uh, on this. Um, and the, the, the family said that uh, Michael Orr uh, knew that uh, the adoption was just uh, just um, not a legal adoption, but just this is what they called it. Uh, so we'll see how this plays out in court once again. But uh, it, when I saw the movie, I, it just didn't make sense to me. I'm sorry. It just didn't make sense to me. OK, so I, it, it seemed like there was a lot more to this that was actually being um, being told in the movie. So we see this is now finally coming out. Hopefully, Michael Lord gets the uh, justice that he deserves. All right, folks, hold tight one second. We'll be right back right here on Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Don't forget, support us in what we do. If you're watching right now on YouTube, hit the like button, y'all. We should easily be past 1,000 likes. We should be on our way to 2,000 likes. That is an impact on the algorithm in terms of this our show being recommended uh, in uh, searches. So please do that. Also, we want you to join our Brain the Fuck fan club. Look, folks, none of this stuff is free. When you see this show, when you see these cameras and the graphics, and all this sort of stuff, uh, none of this is free. Your support is critically important. Our goal is to get at least 20,000 of our fans contributing on average 50 bucks each uh, every year. That's $4.19 a month, 13 cents a day. Uh, some folks uh, can't give that. We understand that. We appreciate what they can give. Others actually uh, have given us more. We appreciate that just as well. And so when you support this show, you're supporting uh, black journalists. You're supporting us covering the stuff that other folks don't give any time to. Uh, and so it all matters. We don't get the advertising dollars. Do understand something. From a subscription fees and advertising, Fox News makes about a billion and a half dollar profit. CNN makes about uh, 800 uh, to billion to a billion dollars. MSNBC, anywhere from six to 800 million. And so we don't actually uh, get that kind of support. We're fighting with these ad agencies and these companies. I'm hearing these people tell me, oh, um, you know, uh, brand safety. Yet I see their ads running on Fox News, and we know damn well ain't nothing brand safe about that whole network. Uh, and so your support is critically important. And so please send your check and money order to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037-0196. Cash app is dollar sign RM Unfiltered. PayPal R. Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zale is rolling at rollingsmartin.com. Rolling at rollingmartinunfiltered.com. Uh, be sure to get a copy of my book, White Fear, How the Brownie of America is Making White Folks Lose Their Minds. Available bookstores nationwide when you support uh, the book. Uh, those dolls also go into uh, this show, so we appreciate it. Uh, let me give a shout out to Amarildo Barbosa, Kimberly Sayers, Henderson, Rochelle Jones, Eric Merriweather, uh, Cordell Rucker, Anthony Mosley, uh, Kiana, uh, Victor Williams, uh, let's see, Telly, put the uh, giving graphic back up, Corey Jones, Deborah Davis, Kimberly Sayers, Veronica Nobles, Catherine Fuqua, uh, let's see, James Lee, Tashima Thomas, Michael Potts, Darren Frazier, Valerie Walker, Yvette Yancey, Roxana Deshong, Marcellus Jackson, Stephen Campbell, Tiffany Bush, 
Theo White, Tanya Taylor, Russell, Ace Willis, Charles Richardson, Jacqueline Graham, Eric George, Brian Hall, uh, let's see here, Cheryl Jackson, Joan Warren, Jacqueline Thomas, uh, Clifford Jones, uh, let's see here, Gene, C.O. Freeman, Mary Gates, Anita Nickens, Terrell Brown, Tommy Williams, uh, let's see here, Gregory Rose. All of those folks uh, have given in the, in, during this show and during the last 24 hours. If you give during the show, you get a personal shout out as well. I'll be right back. All change right. is not growth, right? but thoughtful change is real good fertilizer. And that's what has been so beneficial to us. But you also were not afraid of the pivot. Well, and I'm a black woman in business. Come on, I don't care how I dress up. I don't care who I'm speaking with. I don't care what part of the world I am in. I still am a black woman in business. Being afraid of the pivot, being fearful of change is not what got me here. Respectful of change, respectful of pivot, yeah. Fearful, no, uh-uh, no. Next on The Black Table with me, Greg Carr. An hour of living history with Dr. Richard Mariba Kelsey, thinker, builder, author, and one of the most important and impactful elders in the African-American community. He reflects on his full and rich life and shares his incomparable wisdom about our past, present, and future. I'm a genius is saying that my uncle was a genius, my brother was a genius, my neighbor was a genius. I think we ought to drill that in ourselves and move ahead rather than believing that I got it. That's next on The Black Table, here on the Black Star Network. I'm Faraji Muhammad, live from LA, and this is The Culture. The Culture is a two-way conversation. You and me, we talk about the stories, politics, the good, the bad, and the downright ugly. So join our community every day at 3 p.m. Eastern and let your voice be heard. Hey, we're all in this together, so let's talk about it and see what kind of trouble we can get into. It's The Culture, weekdays at 3, only on the Black Star Network. Next on The Frequency with me, Dee Barnes, the amazing Drew Dixon. She gives us the details behind the HBO documentary that shed light on the alleged sexual assault by Russell Simmons. And we're talking about the Netflix documentary, Ladies First, right here on The Frequency on the Black Star Network. Hi, everybody. I'm Kim Coles. Hey, I'm Donnie Simpson. Yo, it's your man Deion Cole from Blackish, and you watch Roland Martin, unfiltered. So a lot of folks I've been talking, uh, still talking about the Montgomery brawl uh, that took place uh, on August 5th. Well, a couple of professors have put together a curriculum surrounding the brawl. That's right. Uh, one of jo joining us on the show right now, uh, right, uh, which I, of course is uh, quite interesting, if you will, 
because uh, you talk about, man, an actual curriculum uh, surrounding this. Uh, please welcome to the show for our uh, Education Matters uh, segment. Uh, right now, Dr. Linda Holloway, Associate Professor of Counseling at uh, uh, Alabama State University. Dr. April Berry, Adjunct Professor, University of South Alabama. All right, glad to have you. So whose idea was this? It was collectively, but I would say I initiated. <laughs> okay, and so uh, you initiated, and so, um, but why? What was it about this where you said, you know what, we can actually teach around this? There were a multitude of reasons as to why. There's not one single reason, because as an academician, when I approach something in a counselor educator, it's from the perspective of how can I use this in my classroom? So we want to build students to, so that they have critical thinking skills. And we did not want them to walk away after all of the TikToks, after all of the laughter and, and all of that to just simply, that's it. But to have a conversation around the historical psychological aspect of this. For example, you see the guy, he's at work. So let's talk about, because I teach career counseling, let's talk about violence in the workplace. But violence in the workplace against a black male or black people, that did not start on August 5th. And so with having those questions and creating a safe place in the classroom will allow students to have those kind of intellectual stimulating conversations. So how has this been received? Very well, very well, uh, because one of the things that we try to do is have it in such a way that is is user-friendly. You can select those questions that are most appropriate to you, and if you want to change and modify Give you an example. I had a faculty member from Tougaloo University, Dr. Wendy White, to call me. She teaches a class on race, ethnic, and medical, and she wanted to use some of those questions as discussion questions from a medical perspective. April? Yes, I would say so. It's been received really well. Also, um, one of the things that we really wanted to do was to allow for everyone to have a voice in critical discussions such as this. I think a lot of times we in the moment can have our own personal reactions, our own personal reflections, but how often is it when we can all come together in perspective places and have these more critical dialogues? And so specifically for my role as the clinical director who supervises other mental health professionals, I wanted to make sure that our clinicians were able to have safe spaces among the staff to talk about these issues, but also the clients that we serve who are coming in who may have mental health challenges, who've, who've experienced uh, uh, microaggressions and different oppressions, that our clinicians are prepared to talk about these issues and create that safe space for our clients. Um, and for, for the both of you, uh, April, I'll start with you. Uh, were y'all even surprised at the visceral reaction, how people responded with such glee uh, to what took place? I would say that I was a bit surprised um, just because I feel like, um, you know, oftentimes these issues are going on in our society and, you know, people are always talking about them. So I didn't expect such, um, you know, reaction to the curriculum. But then at the same time, Dr. Holloway and I are both creative and innovative in how we approach different topics. And so I really felt that our creativity and our innovation around this curriculum could potentially spark some 
great um, dialogue and people talking about it. So in that regard, I think that I wasn't surprised. But initially, you know, just trying to get something out there, especially around such topics as this, I was, you know, trying to figure out, is this going to be something that takes off? And indeed, indeed it did. Linda? I would add to that the, the incident itself, in terms of being shocked surprise being that I am actually here in Montgomery, Alabama, working at the Alabama State University. I was indeed surprised because oftentimes when these events happen, people are just standing around just using their cameras and we post it and then we move on to something else. But this really was a moment in time that people collectively came together and said, you know, no more. But it has happened, you know, in other areas. But ideally, the surprise was it's broad daylight. You got uh, numbers of people out there and just seeing white privilege on display. Because oftentimes when these things happen, we share them and they said, oh, that was back in 1619. Oh, that was a long time ago. This does not happen today. And so to see it happen right there in front of our eyes, and it was not somewhere like a Trayvon Martin, where the person is isolated, running wild black, or any of those things, that they could collectively come together to support their co-worker. All right, questions from the panel. Michael, you first. All right, uh, sister professors, thanks for coming on, sharing this information with us. Um, what, how do you connect history in discourse with what we saw uh, on August 5th. We we know Alabama's a former Confederate state. You have the Alabama State Constitution in 1901 and imposed poll taxes and literacy tests and codified segregation and codified white supremacy in their state constitution, as well as the Montgomery bus boycott in uh, 1955. So how do you connect history to what we saw take place uh, August 5th? April, Dr. Perry, uh, it's on me. Okay, so how I connect history is, if you think about where did this incident happen? It happened at a place where slaves were actually brought in. So I'm connecting mm -hmm. history right there in the moment right there. Okay, what are some other things that have occurred historically? So one of our questions deal with the summer of 1919. A lot of people don't know about that summer. It's called the hot the summer. Red summer. So once the, the red summer, yes. The red hot mm -hmm. summer, thank you. And so you have this young male, black male, who's 14, who is out swimming. There's really no line of deparkation that's a black or white swim, but he drowns. And after that, there's a lot of rioting. So we're connected. Okay, another aspect would be a lot of people like that we were really rooting for the young man when he swam the cross and everything. But what is really we want to peel back the layer? Why is it that black people cannot swim? So we have a video in there that actually talks about that because there's time when uh, blacks are swimming, they throw acid right. in the pool. So there's a lot of history around that. But I know you talked about specifically just Alabama history, but we look at it from a more global uh, perspective. But if there's something to be related specifically about Alabama, then obviously it will come out. Okay. All right. Thank you. Xavier? Dr. Holloway, uh, Dr. Beria, thank you for your contribution to a conversation. Uh, I, I think that one of the interesting questions that was on your, your guide was about <clears throat> African-Americans generally felt it as a collective community pride about what happened. And 
asking why did black people feel a sense of pride in that? Uh, what made you, I'll, first and foremost, I ask your connection to the pride in that, in that, in that sense and your experience with that and, and, and get, gathering that information to, to show that African-Americans did show a sense of pride in that. And why do you feel that overwhelming pride seemingly didn't get as much pushback as other racial incidents that go viral and memes shared about the conversations themselves? That's a great question. I think for me, um, when I look at the Black pride here, I feel like you know, as a collective, when Black people come together, we see that there is strength in numbers. I mean, that, that dates back to our history. We talk about Alabama's history. We talk about, you know, the Montgomery boycott, bus boycott, and all of these different things. When Black people came together, that signaled a message. And so I think for me, like, I, I really value the fact that we can come together, though we may not do it as often as we should, and it takes incidents like this for that to happen. But yet, when we do come together, it shows our collective strength. And I think that that was definitely on display in, in this particular incident where everybody is sitting here looking at someone who is being attacked on their job, who's just doing their job, and how we were able to come together in that moment and say, hey, we are not going to stand here and allow for violence to happen when this person didn't do anything at all. Um, and we wanted to show the world that there is strength again in our numbers. All right, Jay. Well, first of all, uh, good luck with this. Uh, how many, first of all, how many students uh, are uh, participating? Well, I teach a class in counseling diverse population. So that class usually run anywhere from 15 to 20 some students in that class. So that's my introduction to that uh, and using that for that purposes. And I teach cultural competency, usually somewhere around 30 undergrad students. All right. Well, we surely appreciate it. Thank you so very much for joining us. Thank you. All right. Xavier, Michael, thanks for joining us as well today right here on Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Got to go to break. We come back. More of Vice President Kamala Harris speaking in Florida. Fighting for students and getting them to focus on this upcoming election. You're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. On the next Get Wealthy with me, Deborah Owens, America's Wealth Coach, less than 5% of the top executive positions in corporate America are held by women of color. We know it's not because of talent. A recent study says that it's microaggressions, unconscious bias, and limited opportunities being offered to women of color. On our next show, we're gonna get incredible advice from Francine Parham, who's recently written a book sharing exactly what you need to do to make it up into the management ranks and get the earnings that you deserve. I made a point to sit down and I made a point to talk to people. And I made a point to be very purposeful and thought provoking when I spoke to them. That's right here on Get Wealthy, only on Black Star Network. We talk about blackness and what happens in black culture. We're about covering these things that matter to us, uh, speaking to our issues and concerns. This is a genuine people-powered movement. There's a lot of stuff that we're not getting. You get it, and you spread the word. We wish 
to plead our own cause too long have others spoken for us. We cannot tell our own story if we can't pay for it. This is about uh, covering us. Invest in black-owned media. Your dollars matter. We don't have to keep asking them to cover our stuff. So please support us in what we do, folks. We want to hit 2,000 people, $50 this month, raise $100,000. We're behind 100000 so we want to hit that. Y'all money makes this possible. Checks and money orders go to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037- 0196. The cash app is dollar sign RM Unfiltered. PayPal is R Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zelle is rolling at rollingsmartin.com. Farquhar, executive producer of Proud Family. Bruce Smith, creator and executive producer of The Proud Family, Louder and Prouder. You're watching Roland Martin Missing from Philadelphia since September 19th. The 14-year-old is 5 feet 2 inches tall, weighs 115 pounds, with black hair and brown eyes. She was last seen wearing a black sweater dress, a red and black flannel shawl, and red, white, and black Jordan sneakers. Anyone, anyone with information about Adora Went is urged to call the Philadelphia Police Department's East Detective Division, 215-686-3243, Earlier we played you some of what Vice President Kamala Harris had to say when speaking uh, to students at Florida International University. Here is more of that session. Thank you, thank you, Madam Vice President, for that. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you're absolutely right on all those points. Um, um, so moving on to uh, gun violence. We're here today, you know, in a state that has tragically experienced several mass shootings, one of which at Pulse nightclub that my cousin was in. Sadly, she was shot, um, but thank God she survived. Um, but uh, there's two, you know, so many and too many instances like that. And um, you and President Biden worked to pass historical gun safety legislation. What else can be done to address gun violence in our communities? I'm sorry to hear about your cousin. Um, Pulse nightclub, um, Parkland. Not to mention what we see in terms of everyday gun violence in cities and neighborhoods across our country. So yes, because folks voted, we are proud that we were able to pass the first meaningful gun safety legislation in 30 years, but there's still more work to do. I'd like to start with asking the students here if you would indulge me and, if, and raise your hand and hold it up if you had to have, between kindergarten and high school, an active shooter drill at your school. I would ask the older adults to look around and I would ask the media to take note. And you can lower your hands. Because I don't think that people really understand what y'all have been through. You know, in having this conversation with young people and young leaders in our country, I, I can't tell you, well, I'm, I'm telling the majority of people who know because you've been there, the kind of fear that our young people, that our children are living with 
The exposure to trauma, just knowing that it might happen, much less when it actually happens. I had a conversation with this student, and we're talking about this, and, and the student said to me, yeah, I don't like going to fifth period. I said, well, why, sweetheart? Because in that classroom, there's no closet to hide in. And so, again, I say, it doesn't have to be this way. When it comes to the issue of what makes for good laws and policy, here's the thing. First of all, some people are trying to push us a false choice that suggests you either are in favor of the Second Amendment or you want to take everyone's guns away. That's not what we're saying. I'm in favor of the Second Amendment. And we need an assault weapons ban and universal background checks and red flag laws. Assault weapons designed to kill a lot of people quickly. No reason for them to be on the streets of a civil society. Background checks, because you know what? You just might want to know before somebody... <laughs> Folks, uh, you could go uh, to the Black Star Network to see the full event. We live stream that uh, as well. Also, go to our app. You can also go to our 24-7 channel. Uh, and so don't forget, you want to support us with our app. Download the app. Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV. You can see all the content of this show and all other shows as well. Come on, guys, show the graphic. Again, download uh, the app uh, on all of your platforms. You can also check us out, folks, on the 24-hour streaming channel. We're available on four platforms. Amazon News. Go to Amazon Fire. Pull up Amazon News. You can check us out there. Plex TV. Check us out there. Amazon Freebie, uh, as well as Amazon Prime Video. We just added those two uh, this week. Don't forget to support us in what we do. Uh, so you're checking money order. P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037-0196. Cash App, Dallas Side, RM Unfiltered. PayPal, R. Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zale, rolling at rolling smartin.com, rolling that rollermartinunfiltered.com. Peoria, Illinois, I'll see you guys tomorrow. I'll be speaking at the Freedom Fund uh, Banquet in Peoria, Illinois uh, tomorrow, so look forward uh, to bringing y'all a word. Folks, y'all be sure to have a great weekend. I'll see y'all on Monday right here on Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Holla!
is this. I'm real um, revolutionary right now. Support this man, Black Media. He makes sure that our stories are told. I thank you for being the voice of Black America, Rollins. Hey, Black, I love y'all. All momentum we have now, we have to keep this going. The video looks phenomenal. See, this difference between Black Star Network and Black-owned media and something like CNN. You can't be Black-owned media and be scared. It's time to be smart. Bring your eyeballs home. You dig? Pull up a chair, take your seat. The Black Tape with me, Dr. Greg Carr, here on the Black Star Network. Every week, we'll take a deeper dive into the world we're living in. Join the conversation only on the Black Star Network. Hi, I'm Dr. Jackie Hood-Martin, and I have a question for you. Ever feel as if your life is teetering and the weight and pressure of the world is consistently on your shoulders? Well, let me tell you, living a balanced life isn't easy. Join me each Tuesday on Black Star Network for A Balanced Life with Dr. Jackie. We're all impacted by the culture, whether we know it or not. From politics to music and entertainment, it's a huge part of our lives. And we're going to talk about it every day right here on The Culture with me, Faraji Muhammad, only on the Black Star Network. I'm Deborah Owens, America's Wealth Coach, and my new show, Get Wealthy, focuses on the things that your financial advisor and bank isn't telling you, but you absolutely need to know. So watch Get Wealthy on the Black Star Network. Check the back seat. Check the back seat. Hi, come here. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the back seat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. <laughs> 